I call democracy the freedom experiment. It's only an experiment. It is only an experiment. And it's a freedom experiment. Hey, let's give it a go and see how is it going to feel like to live free. What is freedom? So let's experiment on this type of freedom that we are looking for. So we call it democracy, you know. You are free. You're free to whatever you want to do. You are free wherever you want to go. You're free in whatever you want to do. But no one is free. Get this right from now and call it a day. No one is free. For every action is a reaction. Equal in power, but opposite in direction. For every action is a reaction. There is no freedom. Only in one place. The Messiah. If you can find him, you will find what he has brought with him. The democratic ideal is the freedom to pursue one's personal dreams and maximize one's personal potential without fear of oppression. A free society. What is the result of this? Jealousy, suspicion, (laughs) competition, prejudice, neglect, disparity, haves and (laughs) have-nots. By, by pursuing your own personal dreams and maximizing your own personal potentials, you have created jealousy, suspicion. You have ruined everyone else's life, including yours. Because you are nothing but a selfish person. That's what democracy has made out of you. You know, as a young boy or a girl... You come to Australia and you say it's a free country, freedom, right? You say it's a free country. Mom and dad come and say to you, I don't want you to go out. But you are what? Pursuing your own personal dreams and maximizing your own personal potentials without the fear of what? Being oppressed. Oppressed. Without the fear. So when you come to these free countries, you know that the government will back you up if your parents tell you off. That's why you have no fear. And you want to pursue your dreams. So what, are, what is the dream of a teenager? I want to go out. I want to have fun. I want to have friends. I want to explore. I want to taste. I want to feel. I want to know. And this freedom drives you to all the wrong places. Mom and dad can't stop you because it's a free country. I can have this and you can't have that. It's a free country. (laughs) And then this guy gets this thing by force or not and the other guy gets jealous. And then the other guy gets suspicious. Where did they get this car from? I wonder where this money came from. And then all these negative emotions starts to surface up. Hatred and envy and all bad, 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 bad. Just because I am doing it my way. Personal, my own personal dreams. 
Have you thought about other people's dreams? Have you considered other people's rights? Now, democracy, it's all about me. What I want to do. Hey, and I'm free. I'm 16, I'm 18, that's it. You talk to me too much, I'll call Centerlink, I'll find a friend, we'll share a room, everybody pays $200. Hey, beautiful, no mom, no dad. And that's the prodigal son. Luke 15, prodigal son. The, the, the father had two sons. The younger one came to his daddy, living in absolute utopia, perfect world in the house of his dad. His dad is a king. Everything is available within his reach. But what? My freedom in search of is not available. So I went to daddy, the younger boy. Dad, I'm not happy the way I'm living here. What's wrong, son? Is anything missing? Have I not done whatever you want? No, 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 everything is cool, but I'm just not happy. So what do you want, son? I want to live on my own. Can you give me my share, please, dad? I want to go away. Dad, being kind, gave him the shares, walked away, went, spent all that wealth that daddy gave him in empty and vanity with the pleasures and the treasures of this world and mixed with the wrong bunch of people and had fun, so-called fun, and at the end of the day, he ran out of everything, spent every penny that he had, that daddy gave him, and there, there was a famine in that country. He started seeking a job, whichever job it is, and then some guy from that city or that country said, go and work in the pig's field. Go and look after my pigs. Now the pigs live, swim, love, filth. So he went working in filth. Yet he was a king in his daddy's home. Freedom. My own freedom. I'm pursuing my own dreams. It's all about me. That's democracy. See, democracy is a, an egocentric idea, selfishness. It's all about me. It's not about others. God's kingdom. Don't capitalize on the poor. Give the poor. Feed the poor. Help the poor. I gave you money to help the poor, not to take advantage of the poor and use them as slaves under democracy. You see, you can never find the perfect law, the perfect world, the perfect place than the kingdom of God. The noble experiment has failed, obviously. Mankind has become imprisoned by his pursuit of freedom. This so-called freedom that I'm chasing to find and live in, this very freedom has made me a slave to my own desires. I became imprisoned to what I am searching for, what I'm pursuing. I became imprisoned. I wanted to drive fast and I had a car accident and I hurt someone very badly. I became imprisoned by pursuing my freedom. I thought freedom was in speeding. When I drive fast, I feel free. When I swear, I feel free. When I drink, I feel free. When I bash someone up, I feel free. But I became imprisoned. Because you can't do it on your own. You need a Messiah. 
You need someone to come and save you. Because that's how you were created. You were created on the basis that you cannot do it on your own without the help of the one who created you. The source of our desire. Why men are searching? One man, one search. All humans are the same, as we said earlier. Everyone is the same. All humans are searching for the same thing. Perfect world. All humans are looking for the same answers to the same questions. <laughs> All humans are looking, what? For the same answers to the same questions. The difference is the route and systems we develop and implement in the search. Because all humans are looking for the same answers to the same questions. But what we do, the difference is in here is we take different directions, different paths. Routes is different paths. So we take different paths and systems and we develop and implement in that search. That's why you come across something called Unitarianism. Unitarianism is where every religion is the same and every uh, philosophy is the same. We are all the same. Guys, all the religions are searching for the same thing. All mankind are searching for the same thing. But, you know, we are using different routes, different directions, different ways. As they say, all ways, all paths leads to what, Rome or something? Huh? So it's different ways. So that's why Unitarianism, that means we are all united. We are all the same. So all religions are the same because they are all in pursuit of the same thing. They're all seeking God, right? So Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Shintoism, uh, Scientology, um, Atheism, and tonight I want you to get out of here forgetting about every word that starts with ism. Because there is no ism, no nothing. It's all man-made. There is only one true utopia, perfect world and perfect kingdom and perfect king, and that is Jesus of Nazareth. But you know what? Because we are all the same, all religions are the same, and all philosophies are the same, but what happens is we say, where the mistake is, where the error is in here, that we are all equal, the error is, we started with the wrong question. It's not what path or route we, we are using, but the question should be, have you identified the destination? It's not what path you're taking, but have you identified the destination? I'll give you an example. Can I have two people out here, please? I want you to uh, wake up a little bit. You're too quiet. I want two people. Come on, quick. You two guys, come here. Come on, come on, come on, quickly. Quickly, come out here. Ah, oh, sorry. I oh, want, oh, want those two guys? <laughs> it's all right. You two guys can make it. So next time. <laughs> um, who's got a bottle of, of water with him? Anyone got a bottle of water? 
I've got water. Ah, here it is. That's all right. Here it is. I've got it. Now, I want to sort of experiment this with you guys so you can see. These two guys, you know when we said all religions are the same, everything is the same, we are all equal? But it's not what we are really seeking, but have we really identified our destination? That's the question. I know all religions are seeking the same, but what is your destination? Who are you really seeking? Let's say these two guys are in a desert, right? And on that hill over there, <laughs> there is water. They are thirsty, right? They're in the desert. And on the top of that hill, there is a big lake of water. Fresh water, by the way. Beautiful. Spring water. This guy takes this path to the water. This other gentleman takes... Oh, well, we'll come this way. No, no, come this way. Goes that way and comes to the water. And I want you to face the camera. <laughs> they took different routes. Different systems. Now, my question is to you. I want you to wake up now. Which one was important? The path they took or the water that they wanted? Which one was important? Who says water? Put your hand up. And who says path? Put your hand up. It's none of them. So, with all due respect, you all failed. <laughs> But it's okay, I'll give you a lolly, so no hard feelings. It is not what route you took that matters, or the water you're seeking that really matters. What was important was the thirst. What are you thirsty for? That really matters. You see, what are you thirsty for is going to determine what you're seeking. <laughs> when you identify your thirst then the water becomes the solution to that thirst. But the water is not what you are seeking. The water is not what you are identifying. What you're identifying is, are you thirsty? And then if you are thirsty, then what are you thirsty for? And when you identify what you're thirsty for, then you will find the solution for that thirst. So, what you want is you're going you're gonna to end up with what you're going to need. You see, when I said earlier that when you, when you understand the needs of people, you'll be in control. You see, that's why Jesus was so bold. Read the Bible. Jesus was never like scared, uh, fearful, concerned, hesitant in talking. No, no, he was straight to the point in the face. You know, one day the Lord Jesus went, went up to the temple. He walked in, and there was this holy water put there, and people were coming and drinking from this, this water. Jesus came and bang on the floor. Tipped it over. And he said, I say unto you all, you drink from this water, you will thirst again. But he who drinks from me, I will give him the water of life. I'll give him the water of life that you will never thirst again. 
He who drinks of me will not thirst forever. Why was he saying it so boldly? Because he knew what he want. What do you want? Are you thirsty? Then I am your quencher. And when you get it from me, you will not search anywhere else. Because whatever you need, you will find it in me. And when you get what you want, you're not going to look anywhere else. But why do we search and look elsewhere? Because we haven't found what we want. If you really have Jesus in your life, if you allow Jesus to come into your life, if you really submit yourself to the will of Jesus Christ, you will search no longer. Because he is everything you lack. The other religions, with all due respect, are like the following. Let's say the kingdom of God is like everyone here is thirsty and I'm the only one with water. That's the kingdom of God. Everyone else is thirsty and I'm the only one with water. Why do you seek me? Because I've got what you want. <laughs> You're thirsty and I'll quench your thirst. That's why, let's say if there are four or five people over there, one of them has got a bag of rock, one of them has got a bag of sand, the other one has got a bag of plastic cups, and the other one has got whatever, metal. And you need, you're thirsty, you need water. So you start going different routes, right? You start going different routes. But if you are not, if you have not identified this water, you're going to end up either with the guy with the bag of rock, sand, plastic, metal. And if you get to them, you will still be thirsty until you find the water of life. Jesus said, I am that water of life. So that's why until you find that pearl, you remember? What do we say? Matthew 13, 44 and 45 to 46, right? Until you find that pearl, you're not going to go and sell everything to obtain it. The kingdom of God is like, like a precious pearl. When this merchant found it, he went and sold everything and bought it. Until you identify what you are thirsty for, you can't search. You go to all the religions of the world, you'll end up with a bag of rock, sand, metal, plastic, and you will remain thirsty. But everybody is searching for this Messiah, a deliverer. Well, guess what? The Messiah came 2,000 and odd years ago. And he said, I am everything you need. I am that I am. I am Jehovah. Jehovah means I am God the provider. 
I am God the provider. I provide everything you lack because I know what you want. I know what you're looking for. And guess what? Whatever you are looking for, everything you're looking for, I can give you. No one else. The greatest product of the search, the greatest product of the human search is religion. So, religion is the route. It is not the destiny. Religion is the search. It is not the discovery. That's why even in Christianity, we still turn Jesus into a religious figure. Yet he is not. He's not a religious figure. You know, if Jesus is God, which he is, and if you believe that he is God, then you need to understand what did, what did this God bring with him? He did not bring with him religion. He brought with him what? A kingdom. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Come where? On earth. In my heart. You see, Jesus Christ is not a religious figure, but we keep on turning him. That's why the church is in ruin. That's why the church is in turmoil, because every denomination of the Christian world is trying to get to the destiny through what? Religion. Religion is a root. So everybody is creating all these rules and guidelines and regulations, and then they are getting chained up with it. And then what are they doing? They are coming back to one another and excommunicating each other, rejecting each other, refusing and saying, you're out of here. You come to my church. I don't give you marriage. I don't baptize you. I don't give you Holy Communion because you are not of my rights. Well, what is your rights, my dear friend? And who gave you that rights? Ah, again, man is searching. <laughs> We've turned him into a religious figure. Jesus came 2,000 years ago. It's exactly the same thing happening, but on a larger scale. He came there. He brought the kingdom. They started talking, hey, you're eating with an unclean hands. Get a life, man. I'm giving you a perfect world. And you're talking about clean hands. What goes into your mouth does not make you filthy, dirty. It's what comes out of your mouth, but out of your heart that makes you defilled. It's what you say, what you think, that makes you dirty. It's not the hands that make you dirty, my dear friend. Stop being ignorant. The biggest problem of mankind is zealous ignorance. <laughs> he's zealous, but he's ignorant. He thinks he's protecting the faith, and he's going for it, full steam ahead. And he does, he's just missed the plot. Jesus, Jesus is a prince. Prince means ruler. Jesus is the king, and the king has a kingdom. You know what? Because what happened? One day, you know, in the deep and the subconscious chambers of the human spirit, once you were in that perfect world, because you were once a king in his kingdom, and you lost it of your disobedience. So what happened? 
Jesus came down to earth not to bring religion or to give you... Jesus didn't come and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I came to earth to give you what religion? To give you hymns to sing for me. To give you uh, faith and to give you whatever. No, no, no. Jesus came to give you one thing. The thing that you missed and lost. Kingdom. All religions are a result of man's search for a supreme being. Identified as God, divinity, etc. Who would answer his questions? <laughs> We're searching for this perfect God, this divine God, because I want him to answer all my questions. And that's why they're searching. Well, Jesus is the answer to every problem you have. If you let him. The human search for the ultimate reality is natural and common to all humans' cultures. Every culture, every society, every human being wants a savior. You go to anyone. You go to, Hindu, to, to the Hindus. They say someone is going to come and save us. You go to Aborigines. They say there is a savior. You go to, uh, to any, any religion. They will tell you there is someone coming because we can't do it. We tried and we all failed. You know what's funny about an atheist? <laughs> an atheist would say to you, the God who is upstairs doesn't exist. So that's a belief. So there is no non-believers. Everybody is a believer. Because he believes. That's a faith. What's, what is he believing in? There is no God. Well, since he's believing, so what is, believe, what is believing? Faith. So he's got a faith. No one on earth has no faith. Everybody's got a faith, but in a different ways. <laughs> But he does say the guy upstairs doesn't exist. So he is deep down acknowledging there is a guy upstairs. But you know what? For now, he doesn't exist. Until I find him, I'm an atheist. Well, good on you, mate. Well, if you, if you understand the need of an atheist, then do not sell him religion. That's the last thing an atheist would want. Give him. You know, they, they fight and they try and talk about this religion and that religion. And that's why there's always these conflicts. No. People do not search for religion. They search for a better world, a better country. Security, love, joy, happiness, everything. Well, you can never find all these things only in one place, the kingdom of God, which came through Jesus of Nazareth. Give it a go. Ask him to make you a citizen and a practitioner in his kingdom. Ask him. The human search for the ultimate reality is natural and common to all human cultures. Yeah, everybody wants the same thing. Every primitive society expresses a desire for a supreme being. Everyone. Even those who live in the Amazon, you go and talk to them, they say, ah, oh, there's something out there. This is what the search is for. Why are we searching? I'm searching for power. I'm searching for dominion. And I'm searching for control. I'll finish it off on this, guys. You know what? When God put us in His kingdom in the first place, He gave us dominion over everything. He gave us control and power over everything. And you will never find your happiness. You will never feel good about yourself until you feel and live that you are in control.
<laughs> when you are when you are able when you pay a bill when you're able to pay a bill doesn't that put a smile on your face i mean okay your money goes to that bill but you know that puts a smile on your face that i paid a bill yes i did it why because that sense of feeling that I was able to pay that bill, that sense of feeling gave me dominion over this bill. I was in control of it, not it in control of me. Why do people seek money? It's not about money, my beloved. Money actually means nothing, if you think about it. It means absolutely nothing. But what does money do to me? Gives me power, gives me dominion, gives me control. When I have money, I can buy whatever I want. I can eat, drink, dress, and live, and go and come whichever way I want. I'm in control. That's why money to me is power. Because we were created by the Almighty God to be of an authority over everything. He created us as kings in his kingdom. When we lost that kingdom, we lost that authority, that dominion, and that control. I'm, I'm, I'm now afraid of my own shadow. I walk in a dark alley, I turn around a million times. I'm scared. I don't know what the future holds. I'm scared because I'm not in control anymore. I've lost that joy, that happiness. I lost that peace. Behold, a Messiah is born in Bethlehem. And what? Peace and goodwill to all mankind. When Jesus came, this deliverer, the Messiah, he came to bring peace and goodwill, not just to the Israelite people, to all people, to every human being, to every human being. Did Muhammad do that? No. Did Buddha do that? No. Did Maharaj do that? Did atheism do that? Did communism do that? Did any other ideologies, philosophies, did, they, did anyone succeed in doing that? Did anyone at least say, I'm bringing you peace to all people? Only one. Because he is. That's why he said it. Because he's the only one that knows what you need. Because he's the only one that knows what you've lost. Because he's the only one that gives you what you are searching for. That's why Jesus says, I came and I brought my kingdom on earth. Why? Because you were a king in my kingdom. I am the king of all kings. I'm your heavenly divine father, God. I am the king over kings. But you, I created you in my image and likeness. I made you a king like me. But under my jurisdiction and control and authority. But in my kingdom, I made you a king. And a king means a ruler, someone who is in control, has dominion. When he created Adam, he said, Adam, you are in charge. 
Adam was happy. You see, when Adam was in charge, he never thought to have Eve. He never asked God for a partner. It was God who said to him, it's not good for a man to be alone. He needs a partner. It was God. But Adam, as long as he was in control, you see, that's how you are built. When you are in control, you don't need anything else. You, you, that brings you joy and happiness. When you pass the exam, how happy are you? When you graduate from uni, after all these long, you know, difficult years, from primary to high school to university, and finally, I'm dressed up in that beautiful uniform. I did it. Hey, I'm in charge, bro. I made it. I got the certificate. Yes. See, what, what, what fulfills your desires is when you see yourself in control of the situation. So Jesus said, I came, I made you a king in my kingdom. You lost it because you disobeyed me. You wanted to live free like that prodigal son, right? I am the king. And my two sons, the, the older is the Israelite nation, and the younger one is the pagan world. And the younger one went and worshipped other gods in a, in a distant country. He ended up in the pig's field in the depth of sin. But I came searching for that son. I brought that son back because you were once in my house. You wanted to feel free and live your life freely. I let you go to experiment for yourself for you to understand that no matter what you do and where you get to, you will never find your peace until you come back to me, until you live in my kingdom and be a citizen of my kingdom and be the king in my kingdom. And when you're a king, you're in, you're in charge. You lost it. You, you, you went out of my kingdom. You lost that kingship. You lost that authority, dominion. So what did I do? I was forced to come down, not to take you to my kingdom, but to bring my kingdom and make you a king again here on earth. So God brought the kingdom on earth to bring that kingship that we lost back again. Why? Because he wants to give us authority and dominion. I say unto you, I give you what? Power to step on snakes and serpents and, and, and scorpions. And even if you drink the venom of the snake, nothing will harm you. And Jesus said to his disciples, after resurrection, after resurrection, he took them to the Mount of Olives. He says to them before he leaves, receive power. That's what you lost. I know what you want. I know what you're searching for. Guys, I'm the one who can give you. No one else. You find me, you find happiness. Peace on earth and goodwill to all men. Goodwill, what is goodwill? Trust. Democracy, no trust. Majority rules over minority. There is a lot of discrimination there. But Jesus came and brought his kingdom on earth. Whoever enters his kingdom, he will, in, he will enjoy peace and trust.
goodwill. Receive power. That's what Jesus said before he went up to heaven. That's what you missed, guys. That's what I came to give you back. You were once a king. You lost it. I brought my kingdom on earth from heaven to make you a king again here on earth. And when the time comes that I have appointed for you, I will take my kingdom back to heaven. And you will dwell with me for eternities. You will rule with me for eternities. You are not a servant. You are to be served there because you're a king. Don't search too hard. Seek Jesus, and you've got what you want. You've got what you want. God bless you. Let's stand for the um, sealing prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, it is in dying that we are born again for eternal life. Amen. May the Lord Jesus bless you, guide you, and protect you always.